0: Hey, it's Tori, and we are here with a very special episode. Teddy is back. Teddy has been a guest twice on the pod. If you've been here a while, you'll know him. I'm sure you love him. And he reached out to me after what's been happening in Bachelor Nation, especially this week, but honestly throughout this entire season, and he wanted to chat. So I thought I would love to have this conversation and I think that a lot of people in the RTBB community would, too. So, Teddy, welcome back to Ready to be Petty.
1: Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I wish it was on a brighter note. I think it's really important um, that we have this discussion.
0: I know, because obviously I talk to you a lot like throughout the week and stuff, mm-hmm. but... Yeah. And I'm, after we recorded in the fall, I was like, OK, well, obviously, like, come back on in the spring. Like, we'll mm-hmm. we'll talk Bachelor. Yeah. It'll be fun. We'll shoot the shit mm-hmm. as per usual. But yeah. <laughs> but then a lot went down in Bachelor Nation and you kind of reached out. Why did you want to talk this week?
1: Yeah, I think just because I remember you asked me a question back on our last podcast during Tasha season before it ended. Do we think that this is turning over a new leaf for the franchise that's had so much controversy in the past and keeping stuff under the rug? And I said, check back with me in five to six seasons. Let's see where we are. And what I, I reached out because it was more evident as ever with the Rachel and Chris Harris your interview that we're going to be talking about today and so on that Taysha and Matt were simply a Band-Aid on the franchise, Tina's being Band-Aids temporarily to fix something that they were getting heat from not doing, and they thought it was going to all go away. Um, but as we saw, when Chris Harrison doesn't have his little publicist or someone, you know, monitoring what he says, that he sinks his own ship. A, a little saying I've always been taught, a lot of my family is actually from the South, is whatever's done in the dark is going to come to light, and Chris Harrison exposed everything. <laughs>
0: 100 uh, yeah. percent so like we have been bachelor fans i've been a bachelor fan unfortunately since day one <laughs> you, you <laughs> jumped in uh for rachel Lindsay's season and we've mm-hmm. historically seen throughout the entire franchise the racist undertones or like overt racism
1: microaggressions you know spanish music whenever brian's talking to rachel things like that that are very very you know set the tone for people that may even have exposure to a Hispanic or Spanish person.
0: We've seen it, but especially this year, there was like more call to action and trying to hold the ABC and like its network, et cetera, accountable for the TV show, because we want to watch something that we feel good about and that represents our values. And like, I'm I'm just sick of putting time and effort and money like covering stuff that doesn't align with my values, like from influencers yeah, to TV shows, etc. cetera. Like I just, I want to support people that are like good people, <laughs> like just people. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So in June of 2020, there was more calls to action for the bachelor franchise to diversify its cast, usually predominantly white to show more, diverse storylines have BIPOC contestants like have their love stories shown to not cast bigots and racists and terrible people like we've seen with Garrett we've seen it with Lee we've seen misogynists like Chad throughout the cool. whole franchise and we get Tasha for season 16 with a more diverse cast of men. And then we get Matt season 25 of The Bachelor with I think 65% of the cast was made up of women of color. So this was like, quote unquote, groundbreaking. But then this season has been such a letdown. I know that you stopped watching after the first episode. Yeah. Yeah, why did you stop watching?
1: So for me... Something just doesn't rub, something rubbed me the wrong way about Matt. When I finally got to hear him talk, um, not that from what I'm hearing about this, about this season, you guys are barely getting to even know him because it's so much focused on the bullying and people being called escorts and, and all this, you know, left, right, whatever. Um, but I just, it didn't, it didn't intrigue me. It didn't make me want to watch. Um, so I just took a step back. I've always said this too, uh, this trends on the bullying. I can watch women fight on TV anywhere that's not groundbreaking it's not been done even on the last podcast i said i prefer the bachelorette seasons to the bachelor seasons because it's it a little bit different a little bit different vibe Women are be put together put against each other every day naturally in the workplace at you know this everywhere you know I mean, it's not groundbreaking to me it's not interesting tv it's been done at this point there's going to be a corinne there's going to be a victoria You know, Peter's season or this season, there's always going to be that one. It's been done before. It's been done before. Totally. You know, so I just, I checked out. I just, I couldn't do it. I had no desire to.
0: And this season has been so disappointing for so many ways because you're totally right. Like all we've seen is this overly produced drama that we've seen a trillion gazillion times on every season of The Bachelor. It is so boring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just it's been done. And you're right. There, there's a hundred million TV shows that do it do the exact same thing so it it really has felt like a season from the past and we've seen that there's been interesting conversations throughout the tv show that have just been cut have been left on the cutting room floor which is so confusing because i thought that bachelor Nation, and probably again this is giving them way too much credit they were starting to realize from taisha's season that we want to see these real conversations about people's like real lives and their like lived experiences and then that has just not happened this season
1: i think a huge problem is that 2020 and black lives matter and just the uh, by poc lies etc is not a trend it's not something you can hop onto and say this is trendy let's have a black lead you know and, and, and i was so skeptical with how they presented it to us like having tasha replace claire seemed very interesting timing wise and all that stuff it was very evident what they were trying to do but i you know before i spoke on it i just sat back and it's just very clear like i said it's just it's just very clear what they're doing now and i'm happy that we have you know now instead sort of just rachel being that person now Tasha has her podcast i think it was called mm-hmm. clickbait that she went to immediately mm-hmm. and spoke on it uh now we ha- you know that wouldn't have happened before we just would have had maybe rachel
0: that's true and like we can talk about that when we get into this week's events but just having to put all of this burden and all of this pressure and um emotional labor on Like the black contestants of Bachelor Nation having to educate Mm -hmm. their predominantly white audience and like Mm. white counterparts on the TV show, which we know is obviously unfair. So let's chat about this week. So, (laughs) (laughs) like looking at my notes, being like, where do we even start? So, (laughs) yeah, where do you start? I guess, like. Even taking it back further from this week, but this happens every season where the cast is announced, their, like, bios go up online, and then the internet detectives do a little bit of digging just to see who these people are. And at the beginning of the season, people found information about Rachel, so... Some examples of things they found online were she was liking photos of her friends standing in front of a Confederate flag. She was appropriating other people's cultures for Halloween. Um, Her voting records showed that she was voting Republican. And there was a TikTok that went viral um, expressing this. No comment from Bachelor Nation or from Rachel at this point. A second TikTok comes out, where she's at a sorority party and it is a old south antebellum party in 2018 where they like her sorority and other fraternities go to like a plantation and celebrate the old south so these came out and then again we didn't hear from rachel or bachelor like the producers or the network etc fast forward a little bit Rachel Lindsay, who we know and love, she's a co host on Extra and she catches up with Chris Harrison. They interview after the episode airs on Monday night. So, Tuesday morning, she's chatting with Chris Harrison and she just throws out a candid question What are you thinking about Rachel Kirkinell? Like, and these things that are like surfacing about her. And he responds in like a 14 minute segment basically um saying that the people that posted that are the woke police that we need to give Rachel Grace and yeah we just need
1: all right, give her time. time give her time you know to think of something to have PR reach out to her and help her formulate a statement give her time create a safe environment for her but not the black people and all the people that were offended by her statements give her time yes so
0: so (laughs) there's like some pretty damning things i don't know if you want to go through some of like the quotes that i pulled
1: yeah i i do i i and i think it's very important that's one of the main reasons why because here's the thing the 14 minute video whatever i could not finish i got maybe one third of the way in before i had to turn it off because my blood was boiling i was in shock that Rachel had to sit through this and was composing herself so well, good for her. I could not, I would have gone off. I think what's so important is that, and this goes back to the race, deeply rooted racism in America's history. If Rachel had gotten a bit heated, would people be as outraged as they were? If she came off of quote unquote, the angry black woman or the stereotypical black woman. Thankfully, she, I think knew what she had to do because she said her blood was boiling. And she wanted to call him out on stuff but she had to water herself down to make sure she let him sink himself you know but i there's so much for example the woke police these are things that he says with his other racist friends and at his kitchen dinner table 100. that he just felt like he could now these are things that he's been saying his whole life and, and it finally came to light now the woke police Uh, 2018 is not 60 years ago, buddy. Let's get that straight right now. Uh, Like I said, give her time. But yet, like Rachel Lindsay said, the Rachel right in front of you, you didn't want to give her and create a safe environment. Creating a safe environment for a racist allows for racism to occur. Why would I don't understand how that is something you want to do? Here's the biggest thing I want to get across. It is okay. I'm happy that some white people are outraged by this, and I think the biggest thing I want to Projecting why I want to come on here is that the big, the big, the best thing you can do, I think, is why, person, one of the strongest things you can do if you want to help uh, by POC people and just black people in general is to understand that you will never be able to fully understand the black experience. You know, that's just something you'll never be able to walk in our shoes or walk in someone's shoes that is brown, you know, light brown, black, etc. But to to understand and ask questions and create a healthy dialogue. What he was saying, he was happy that he and Rachel could do was not a healthy dialogue. It was one-sided and it was filled with microaggressions galore. You know what I mean? And apparently Rachel said she was not even surprised he just was doing this because there's no PR, no one to tell him no and what to edit out.
0: I agree completely. <laughs> it's a hard topic. It is, it is. But I'm happy that we get to discuss it and i i i want to say that up front too like i really appreciate you coming on here and talking about this like i wasn't gonna ask you i don't want to put like undue stress on you but Mm -hmm. you approached me and i just want to say thanks teddy i Mm -hmm. always appreciate chatting with no thank
1: you you. thank you for creating a safe and environment but like i just america is a hot mess in general but it's just like it's this show a lot of kids are watching this show this show has been around for so many years, and to some people, this is, these are what they're this is what they're first gonna see. they first if they see Chris Harrison, who's the the face of the franchise, saying all this stuff, they're gonna t- model after him. This is not the first controversy yeah. that we've had in the Bachelor for for some. Obviously, we know Rachel makes top four because Chris leaked it. So what about Garrett when he was liking uh, trans things when he was liking school yeah. shootings? School shooting Instagram posts, and they defended him. Becca herself also did it as well, but so did Chris Harrison and Bachelor Nation. And it's not the first. Like we just because someone wins or goes far, we have we cannot just give them a pass. We have to hold these people accountable. And uh, uh, I it just it's just it's so upsetting. If this isn't even the first time this has happened. I'm just happy that it finally seems like it's hitting home for people because you saw the host point blank end period for 14 minutes plus defend
0: action. 100%. Yeah, I think you point out some really, really key points that I'll reiterate. Like, he is the face of the company. He is the, the one mainstay throughout every single season. He's the face. He's producer. an ex- executive yeah. producer. 100%. When he said yeah. in that interview, oh, I haven't talked to Rachel since that came out. I was like, that's fucking bullshit. There's 0% <laughs> chance that you haven't talked to Rachel McConnell or whatever the fuck her name is. Racist Rachel. Because yeah. like <laughs> you have to. You have so many hands in so many pots in Bachelor Nation. Like that is just.
1: Yeah. I didn't think about like, that. That's, that's just
0: true. a lie. And that's like scapegoating this. So Rachel, uh, has a podcast on the ringer network called higher learning with van Lathan. And she talked about how he had no publicist or no production. Apparently I didn't know this because obviously we're not in like media. Usually they're on like the call or like in the earpiece or whatever. And, and they'll say stuff like (laughs) change the subject or like whatever.
1: If you're like going into
0: (laughs) weird territory and she's like, we had none of that on call. He, continued the conversation for 14 minutes only a snippet of it went like broad words broadcasted on tv the rest was just posted on youtube um and one concerning like extremely concerning part from this was she said that after the interview they didn't talk because he didn't know that he had said such awful things and then Once he started to get public backlash, that's when he reached out to her and was like, hey, I'm sorry, like, is everything okay? And I think that that was like, again, so upsetting to hear because the audience has been asking for Bachelor Nation to step it up. And yeah, when you have the face of Bachelor Nation and like, honestly, the key player in this entire franchise not
1: Mm -hmm.
0: understand or... Or do any of this work? It's it's just it's really hard to hear.
1: Well, because Bachelor in the past has shown these cookie cutter, cutter couples, in my opinion. And I honestly, I as much as I was uh apprehensive, thought they maybe were getting yeah. somewhere, showing the Tasha Ivor conversation, mm. Ivan conversation, showing Tasha's love story, uh the first biracial lead, you know. But it, it's it's just like I said, it's it's not a trend. Yeah. Um, and I just want to make something very clear for anyone that may be apprehensive or cautious of what we're talking about today. Those old Miss parties were banned in two thousand and fifteen. I looked it up. So what they were doing was illegal, and you know, banned. They, 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 the sorority did it anyways, but they weren't just girls having fun, as Chris Harrison tried to push it off as. I. It's just like he was. It was. It was. I was in shock. It's, it's the easiest way I can say it. I was in shock to see someone so openly
0: defending
1: yeah and excusing the behavior of this person
0: some of the things he said he said she was at the sorority party and that's it like when Rachel brought up the theme of like this old south party and she was like they're celebrating the old south and she was like if I was there what would I be doing.
1: Yeah, him asking her, "Who are you?" She's a black woman, like she said, a black woman who was offended. I, I, I was like, "Who the?" She instead of the clear, the best way, basically asking her, "Who the heck are you?" To ask her for an apology or ask her for a statement, and it's just what what's not clicking, yes. and this is a huge disconnect. Is that people just want equal rights, and and like I said, it's it's, it's I'm just I sometimes I was just speechless like I had today during lunch I was making I was um making my lunch and I forced myself to watch the whole video and it was horrible No, I'm really sorry
0: <laughs> that's a good point also to just bring up is that if you want to watch the video obviously by all means but also they're like definitely trigger warning and con- like content warning like it can be Um, like, really harmful if you're from the BIPOC community. So, yeah, just Mm -hmm. take care of yourself if you choose to watch it. Mm -hmm. I think another piece that I just want to, like, highlight from this video is he was like, excuse me, Rachel, like, is it a good look in 2018 or is it not a good look in 2021? And, like, that's, like, another thing that I just want to highlight of, like, just how I feel like white people think that this has just like all come to light in like the last year and just like to put a call out to like really like educate yourself on the historical and ongoing oppression that faces the BIPOC community because that was also really alarming that he could excuse that behavior in 2018 but now he knows better in 2021 like that's unexcusable Mm -hmm.
1: And these are things that many Americans and many racist people say around their kitchen table. I won't I won't mention the past president's name, but someone that allowed that behavior to come to light and be shown outside of people's households. Now, this is something that Chris Harrison has a son. This is something I'm not saying that I pushed it on him, but I'm saying these are things he's probably said around the kitchen table. Beliefs that he has, just you bringing up that he didn't text Rachel Ray for that interview until after he got backlash shows that he didn't he wasn't even aware of what he said no apology nothing and i'm happy we got the unedited raw truth because honestly they would would have gone back to maybe having a sprinkle um of uh, maybe a poc lead every few seasons and we never would have known until the next controversy comes what is it gonna take for bachelor nation to take a hit in some way I
0: don't know. So like that's a great question. So Chris releases an apology statement. It's the typical like notes app apology that we expect from celebrities. The first one, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just like the buzzwords (laughs) about like learning and listening and stuff like that and apologizing. Mm -hmm. So take take that for what it is. It's not my like apology to accept
1: him saying that there's no same people online. Uh, so, like, I, I almost want to comment, oh, the people C- you call crazy or oh, we don't accept your apology. It's, it's like, also, <laughs>
0: like, literally your show thrives because there's people online talking about it. So, shut the fuck up, Chris Harrison. Like, so, he yeah, he was, like, saying that there's, like, woke police just, like, trying to, like, trap people. It's like, no, we are just looking for people to be accountable for their actions. Because again, we people wanna support people that are good people, that reflect their values and their views. The community is asking yeah. for accountability. It, the community isn't trying to- We're
1: tired, we're tired, yeah. And and here's the thing, you have now brought in people that with Tasha season and Rachel's season that aren't just a bunch of the same people that are from the same place. You know, Bachelor Nation goes. This this show airs in Canada, just like you. This show this show airs. Bachelor Nation is Bachelor Australia, Bachelor probably Mexico, Bachelor this that and the third. You know,
0: we've talked about this like even on the podcast. Like the reach of Bachelor Nation is huge, and I think that's why again it's so important to to really reflect on what's happened this week because predominantly the The viewers of The Bachelor are white and, like, from, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, middle America? I don't know. Like, that's another part that's, like, so bothersome because they could just take this opportunity, really, like, and literally move the needle. Like, they have such an opportunity to, to change people's minds about, like, racism and they've absolutely screwed influence they have have so much influence and they've absolutely squandered it every single chance they have gotten they have gone in the opposite direction
1: so it's very upsetting it's 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 just shocking that i didn't think we would be it's not it's it's shocking but almost isn't shocking at the same time which is not okay because immediately when i thought like of rachel i just thought oh garrett 2.0 like who's gonna be the next garrett and rachel
0: yeah 100 percent.
1: so something needs to change i think we're gonna talk about chris harrison's second statement and why needs to continue going in that direction yeah
0: so he i, oh. I just also want to point out that like he's talking about like cancel culture and stuff and i watched the video on youtube and literally the like little after part that says like like subscribe was done by fucking billy bush so i was like
1: <laughs> yeah i know i noticed that too.
0: <laughs> Like, i was like okay so obviously it's not real because fucking billy bush is back like i was just like
1: yeah <laughs> i noticed that today when i it's so funny I was, it so I was like oh he's yeah, mad
0: like, <laughs> so i'm like okay so extra hired billy bush back like fuck so yeah. it's just cyclical like it it literally is so yeah so everyone not everyone i shouldn't say that so the people that i follow that are part of bachelor nation um are demanding more there was a petition started you can look it up and sign it it's on change.org it's like just look up fire chris harrison people are asking for the network to respond and he releases a second statement and says that he will be taking a step back from the franchise and not hosting after the final rose what do you think about that
1: uh it's a step i want more i want more I say I don't want band-aids on situations. I want permanent solutions. And his—he is very deep-rooted in the franchise. He's not just the host; he's a producer. He is the face. Um, and I think you need to just leave. I think you need to leave. Um, and I and I think that the network needs to figure out some things, some changes. Because here's my thing: what scares me and what I know. Is that Chris Harrison is not the only person involved in Bachelor that feels this way? There's no way that, although you're at the top, I'm only he's at the top, that you're the only person that thinks that way. So I think some other people need to be exposed, we need to figure out what's going on there, and toss it out. Because uh, I personally am done with the show. I know I've spoken to you about this one-on-one. I'm done. Like I said, I only watch once a year, anyways, for the Bachelorette to begin with, really. I find the bachelors so boring that they pick and the whole women fighting. Um, but I had no desire to watch the show. It just feels like I'm spitting in my own uh, by Pox face if I sit there and just do that. I have no desire. How many more chances do I have to give this show?
0: I won't be continuing to watch this season. I I think mm-hmm. I'm out. I've said this so many times. Like I've been just tired of the show recently, anyways. And I think I don't want to support people. And I think that this is something that I. Need to do just like a little review of who I'm promoting and following and, yeah. and supporting online.
1: I think it's important to hold people accountable. Hold your friends accountable. Hold the people you're around accountable. Hold yourselves accountable. That is such a huge thing too. Create these uncomfortable conversations. It's all about how you approach things. You know what I mean? Because I want to say something too. Matt, I don't, Matt has barely said anything that doesn't sit right with me. Um, it also points to her probably winning the dang season or being an endgame person. Why hasn't he spoken up about it? And Matt doesn't seem like the kind of person, I know he's got a lot of crap, but to even really speak on it. And that bothers me that the women, and because you see uh, Tasha's men have put out a statement. I think you said T- uh, Matt's women have put out a statement. Yeah. Hello, first POC male lead. Where are you?
0: And I hope that it would be tough if he was like contractually obligated. Because Rachel was talking about how uh Rachel Lindsay was talking about how Rachel Kirk Connell or whatever isn't contractually obligated to not say anything. But do you think Matt is?
1: I think they're pro uh he could release something in some way. He could talk to them and being like you know figure out a statement um to some degree because at this point people want to know like you're gonna watch a love story where she i mean chris harrison leaked that she makes it pretty far because he said that she isn't um you know at the women tell all so it's just like
0: yes and another thing just like bouncing back to the chris harrison we've got so much to talk about Mm -hmm. like there's just so much to unpack here Basically, he insinuated that Rachel dating Matt means she's not racist. Oh, yes. What, what did you think oh, about that?
1: Yeah. I, my jaw dropped as I was eating my chicken tender. <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> I, I was like, do you hear, I was like, do you hear yourself right now? It makes me wonder when the PRs are around that, how much they stop him from saying. And the fact that this man didn't think he said anything wrong. Uh, that he's been allowed to go trotting around saying this stuff for yeah. how long it, it just thankfully i never really was a big fan of him anyways but i won't i can't even look at him without rolling my eyes and saying get off the screen the fact that he has to still host the rest of the season because it's taped ticks me off yeah. personally like so i don't want to see him I have, I have no desire to watch Yeah,
0: neither do i there's there an interesting Instagram account that I follow called at Bachelor Data and they report on like a bunch of statistics on the TV show. I've seen that.
1: I've yeah, seen it's, that yeah,
0: it's interesting to watch. So um, some of the stats that I found were interesting is 65% of the cast of the current season identifies women of color, yet they only get 46% of the screen time. So it again it just it wow. shows just wow. like how it's at every level it's at the Chris Harrison level it's at the editor level it's at the producer level that things mm-hmm. really do need to change
1: That's a very interesting stat wow
0: the other interesting stat I found is racist Rachel her numbers are climbing her Instagram followers so one thing we can do, if you're a white ally in bachelor nation is follow. And I'm going to do this because I don't really follow any of the contestants because I just like, don't like that content. But one thing you can do is follow the BIPOC contestants because the show looks at who. It's, like, performing well on social media and who they should bring back for other seasons. Not that I even want to put anyone in, in like, through filming another season of The Bachelor. But, like, <laughs> like, that that's something I think you can do to support these women because the producers and stuff look at these numbers and... And typically, the women, the white women um, of these series come out with, like, a million, fo- like, Instagram followers. And, like, the BIPOC girls get way less. Like, way, way, way less. And then they can use the excuse of, like, well, they're not as liked or they're not as influential. Fan favorite
1: popular. They're
0: not as popular. Mm-hmm. So we'll just continue showing the white cast. And I think... Yeah, that's something small.
1: You brought up a really interesting thing um, about um, Rachel, whatever her name is, the racist Rachel, gaining followers. Um, recently, a country singer was caught saying yes. the N word on video, and his music, his stats have uh, gone up like 200 or something percent. And, you know, things like that. Why is that? It's because certain, look at the audience that you're attracting.
0: Yeah, and it's an audience that I want to opt out of. That I know I cannot, I have the privilege <laughs> of opting out of, but like, I just, I don't want to yeah. participate anymore. I don't want to support this mm-hmm. network because I think like part of yes. this process is like, yeah, you're like you said before, h- holding yourself accountable. Like if you mess up, like learning and not repeating the mistake. And I just feel like this show has shown that they can't do that at all.
1: I agree. Change starts from the top. Let's get it done.
0: Hashtag fire Chris Harrison. <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: um,
0: I think another thing that I just want to highlight that people can do to learn more about um, what happened this week and I don't know, just anything that you can do to it. Yeah. Like if you didn't have issues with Chris Harrison's statement, how you can like learn um, to see why it's wrong. There's been some really good podcasts that I listened to this week. The black charrettes. Uh, Victoria and Michaela, two black girls, Natasha and Justine, the Higher Learning podcast with Rachel Lindsay and Van Lathan. Mm, great one. Those were all really good podcasts that have all spoke on this. I've queued up Clickbait with Tasha, like you mentioned before. I'll probably listen to it after we record.
1: It's a good lesson, listen. There's just
0: so much you can listen to um, and figure out how you wanna proceed as a part of Bachelor Nation.
1: And I do want to thank you, Tori, for doing your part and for offering even resources. Like it's it's a lot to you know do in a podcast, but you're also giving the resources to people that maybe want to know and want to know why it's not okay, etc. Uh of what he said of why people are mad. And let's not be part of the problem, people, let's be part of the let's be part of the solution.
0: I'm always happy to message with people like if people want to talk about this like I I feel bad that we so often rely on black indigenous people of color to for education and to discuss these issues mm-hmm. so do some research yourself and or talk to your white friends about how you're gonna um, hold yourself accountable and hold them accountable
1: no yeah thank you for that. it's exhausting always having to you know be the person to say something you know what i mean so any little bit for sure helps
0: i have a small little platform here and i want to use it mm-hmm. but everyone does have a platform and that's with your friends and family at home so or social media people that follow you on social media so i'm just i would just like to offer that as like a way that you can do your part and learn to be anti racist. And like it's an ongoing process. It's something that you have to work on every day, but just you can really make change in your small little social circle. So even if you think you can't, like yes. you really, really can. So that's just what I would offer to the white listeners of RTVP is to step it up. No. Is there anything else you want to say teddy
1: um no thank you for having me on and like i said um i'm open down for discussions as well that's how you get better not the chris harrison kind of discussions um but just like i said um, i'm looking forward to seeing some change because we all love to see love stories but at what expense you know so thank you for having me thank you for using your platform for good
0: Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it so much. I'm so glad you reached out. I'm so glad that we can have these conversations together Mm -hmm. offline and that you want to share your viewpoint and your experiences and your gifts with the RTBB community. So thank you so much. I'm so grateful for our friendship and I love you. And I hope that we can podcast again about like fun shit. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes love you too queen and we love taisha and rachel as well
0: follow them support them and and we can all like learn to to do better and this is just like a very small yes. step i know it yeah. seems frivolous sometimes when we're talking about bachelor nation but like it's huge and it dictates like society and pop culture and stuff yeah. so a huge thing. so thanks again so much teddy for coming on and. Like I said before, if you want to chat, DMs are always open.